Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. May the peace and blessings of Allah be with all of you. Um, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to The Way Back, part two. Um, it's very good to have you here. Inshallah, there was benefit in the first episode. And we will continue now to explore the, the path back to Allah Almighty, the path of repentance, the path of reorientation, the path of redemption, and trying to transform and to change the way that we live in the world, the way that we perceive the world, the way that we see things in the world around us. And as we've mentioned previously in the last episode, the most important thing that we can do is to change our inner condition. We have to begin to transform the way that we understand the past, the way that we understand our mistakes, the way that we understand our sins. And our definition of sins, or our explanation rather of the word sins, was to miss the mark, to do something which is inappropriate. And the reason that we do things which are inappropriate is because we're not seeing the universe clearly. We are victims of what we term inaccurate perception. We're not seeing the beauty of the moment and we're not remembering the Almighty from moment to moment. And therefore, as a consequence, we act from a place of heedlessness. We act from a place of self-interest, trying to get as much as we possibly can from the universe around us rather than attempting to contribute, rather than focusing all of our attention on what we're giving to the world, what we're contributing to the world and how we are earning the pleasure of the Almighty. Rather, we are self-interested. We want to get as much as possible and that that leads us into a dangerous place because if our happiness if our satisfaction if our value to the world is measured by how much we get from others then we can be quite manipulative we can become dangerous to other people we become insincere we become very conditional in the way that we interact with you i will help you as long as it's going to serve my interests i will do what is right as long as i get something out of it and if i'm not going to get anything out of it then why would i bother doing what is right why would i bother being correct why would i bother treating people with respect because ultimately my objective my goal is to get from the universe this is in the islamic tradition inverted we turn it the other way round the purpose of our life according to the islamic tradition is to serve is to to earn the pleasure of the almighty to articulate our gratitude to allah by means of ihsan by means of excellence in the way that we treat other people we're not here to get from the world but rather we are here to share the blessings that the almighty has afforded us the greatest name, the greatest title that can be ascribed to a believer, to a Muslim, is Abdullah, the servant of Allah Almighty, the one who goes out into the universe with the intent of serving the Creator. And how is it that we can serve the Creator? We can only serve the Creator by serving His creation, by contributing to the world, by utilizing the gifts and the skills and the resources and the blessings that He, Allah Almighty, has afforded us to support and to raise others, to help other people fulfill their own potential, to enable them to see the world accurately, just as we are striving to see the world accurately ourselves. So this is our objective and this is what we're attempting to see. But of course, if we haven't seen the world in that way, through our lives, then of course we're going to have acted in a way that is less than appropriate. We're going to have messed up. We're going to have said things which were inappropriate. We're going to have acted in ways that are, you know, detrimental and even harmful to the well-being of ourselves and the well-being of others. So what do we do about that? Then we have to make this repentance. We have to make tawbah. We have to turn. There has to be a revolution in our hearts. We have to reorient our vision so that we can see truth as truth, as the Holy Prophet, may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, used to supplicate. So therefore, when we when we make that decision that we're going to make tawbah, that we're going to repent and try to change the way that we perceive things and see the world around us, that takes immense courage. Okay, it's very, very hard because sometimes when you've acted wrong, when you've done things which are inappropriate, when you've been 
deeply embarrassed by your own foolishness. It's, it's a very difficult thing to return to the Almighty. That takes immense courage. That takes bravery. And when a person has wronged themselves and wronged their relationship with Allah Almighty, it takes strength internally to understand that this is not the end of the narrative. This is not the end of the story. It's not the end of your life. Every single human being on earth has slipped up. On multiple occasions, the human being is created forgetful. We are insan, meaning one of the Arabic roots of that word is forgetfulness. The fact that we cannot see things accurately, we suffer from inaccurate perception and we have this dysfunction inside of ourselves. So what we have to do is instead of becoming or descending into this spiral of, of down, downward negative emotions, becoming deeply frustrated with ourselves or becoming very saddened by the way that we've conducted ourselves, we have to utilize what has happened in the past as uh, fuel, as a vehicle for delivering us forward, propelling us forward towards that accurate perception. We have to have the courage to do that. If you have made a mistake, if you have done something wrong, if you have wronged someone, then what is the most appropriate thing for you to do now? Is the most appropriate thing for you to sit for the rest of your life thinking about how bad a person you are and how terrible you've been? Or is the most appropriate thing for you to move forward? Learning the lesson of the past, learning the lesson of the mistake that you've made, that Allah Almighty has educated you by means of your own foolishness, by means of your own mistakes. He has shown you something new. He has allowed you to see the universe differently. And now as a result, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? You have to keep trying. You have to keep moving forward. You have to keep utilizing the lessons that the Almighty has afforded you in a more beautiful manner in the future. When we see things like that, we realize that. When we see things through that perspective, rather, we realize that the, the sin, the mistake, the, the misstep, the, the, the bad stuff that we have done in our lives can be an immense gift and can be an immense turning point for us. This can be the moment that we engage in introspection and realize that we're going down a, a devastating pathway towards a less than a desirable ending. And so by means of the mistakes that we made, we use them as a, as a teaching tool, as an opportunity to change ourselves. Then we can understand the wisdom in our own foolishness because Allah creates everything. Allah is the creator of all things. He has created your the beauty inside of you and the negativity inside of you. And when that negativity overcomes the beauty and you do things which are less than desirable, then you must understand that there is also a wisdom to that. If you are able to transform as a product of those mistakes, then it could have been the most valuable thing that ever took place in your life. Now, we must contextualize that. That doesn't mean looking forward, we say, oh, well, you know what, if I sin, it's all by Allah's will and it doesn't matter, I'll be able to turn it around, etc., etc. That's not appropriate. That's not the way that we look at the future. When we look to the future, we are conscious that we don't wish to let down our Lord, the Creator. We don't wish to, to displease the one who has afforded us everything, who has afforded us life itself. Which of the blessings of your Lord can you deny? The Almighty has afforded us so many blessings, so many gifts that as we look forward in our life, we want to articulate our gratitude to him. We don't want to earn his displeasure. But when we look to the past, the past is gone. There's nothing that you can do about it. If you have made an error or a mistake in your life that you're feeling immensely guilty about, that this is real talk now, that event is not going anywhere. 
that event will always be there in your memory. It will always have taken place. It's not going to disappear. There's no point saying, well, what if I went back and if I could change it? I wish I could change that. You can't change it. The only way that you can change it is to transform the way that you perceive it, which is that that lesson, that incident, that thing that took place, those incidents, that lifestyle, however many things we've done wrong, when we look towards the past and we say, you know what, that is my mechanism for transformation. That is the moment that I assume the courage, the strength to be able to utilize the negativity that I have experienced in my life to transform me moving forward. That is a, a moment of departure from everything which came before it. Many people say in many different spiritual traditions, we only truly change when we have no other option but to do so. You understand when we're feeling that anguish, that agony inside of ourselves because of our own stupidity, that may well be the greatest gift known to mankind because it inspires within us the, the courage to be able to change ourselves. We can't live like that anymore. So now when we've experienced that darkness, when we've experienced that pain, then we have to reorient ourselves using it as a vehicle to propel us forward to a better future, to a better existence, an existence conscious of Allah Almighty. And so does the Almighty want you to return to him? The Almighty says over and over again in multiple places in the Holy Quran and in the, in the Hadith Qudsi, in the sacred Hadith, that Allah Almighty speaks about his yearning for you to come back to him. Okay, for example, when we take one step towards Allah, Allah takes 10 steps towards us. When we go walking towards Allah, Allah Almighty comes rushing towards us. There's another narration in which a, uh, the story is told of a man who is in the desert with his camel and he needs to rest. So he, he ties the camel up, up next to a tree and has a sleep under the tree. But when he wakes up, the camel has got free and gone in the middle of the desert. On the back of the desert and the back of the camel, sorry, is, is the man's water, his food, all of his provisions, everything that, that, that can make maintain his life. He looks around and the desert is completely and utterly empty. He can't see the camel anywhere. And so he calls out to his Lord, Ya Allah, you know, I'm going to die here. This is the end of me. It's going to be over. It's going to be finished. And so he stumbles on and is in this kind of, you know, dizzy stupor. He lies down to sleep and rest, etc. But he's in this condition of despair. And then when he wakes up from this sleep, what does he see in front of him? He sees his camel again. And the ecstasy that you must experience in that kind of condition yourself, I think you've been through, you've, you've tasted relief, the immensity of relief when something could go wrong, but it doesn't. That emotion is like elation. It overcomes you. The Holy Prophet wasallam then informed us that this man's joy at rediscovering his camel is incomparable. It's, it's insignificant in comparison to the joy of Allah Almighty when one of his servants returns to him. That's the door is open for you at every single moment. Allah yearns for you to come back, regardless of how dark and how deep and how dirty your past has been. Allah Almighty yearns for you to return to him and you must never lose sight of that. Do not use that as an excuse. You know, what? Allah won't forgive me. Allah will forgive everything, anything when you return to him sincerely, when you return to him with yearning for his mercy, when you realize, you know what, you made a mistake, you lived in an inaccurate way. You lived in a manner that is less than desirable. Now return to your Lord, particularly if you are listening to this in the last 10 days of Ramadan. What a blessed time. Make that resolution now. Make that resolution to return to him, to transform your life, to change what you see, to leave those errors and those mistakes that you've, you've been involved in in the, path, in the past. And Allah Almighty will elevate you. He will raise you and he will embrace you mercifully because he is Ar-Rahman. 
Ar-Rahim, the most compassionate, the most merciful. Inna allaha wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi Ya ayyu alladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli ala sayyidina muhammadin abadika wa rasulika al-nabiyya nummi Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam ajma'in Subhana rabbika wa rabbil aizzati amma yasifun Wassalamun ala mursaleen Walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah